thank you. You are are too kind to me. Uh, I want to do something, though. I want to do a couple things. I wonder if you can give a greater hand clap for Jesus Christ. Can we do? Uh, He's been better than that. Can you guys give a greater hand clap? Second thing I wanted to do is... uh, I know once I announce this, uh, I'm going to be chopped liver after service. So my fiance is here. Can you go out and give her a warm welcome as well? My niece Jordan is here. Give her a warm welcome as well. And so I've officially made myself chopped liver after service. Okay. So I don't expect to get any greets after. Uh, all the attention will go to them. Um, if you have your, your smartphones and your iPads or just a regular old Bible, won't you meet me over in the book of Ephesians chapter 4? And we'll start at the 17th verse. Um, I'll be in the NIV version. I'm reading off my phone because my iPad is, app is not working, so give me some grace. Thank you in advance. So I tell you this and insist on it and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening, hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to, to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed that's not that is that that however is not how that is not however the way of life you learned excuse me when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus you were ta- you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind. So to be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self created to be like God in in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, you must put off falsehood, speak the truth to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body in your in your anger. Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing some something useful with his own hands that he may that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others up according to their needs that it that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the holy spirit with whom you were with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption get rid of all bitterness anger brawling slander along with every every form of malice be kind compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as Christ, just as Christ, God forgave Christ, Christ, God forgave you. Excuse me. Um, I want to talk, if I could, for a little bit, if I can tag this particular text with a, with a, with a note here. I want to talk 
about being fashioned. Well, what does fashion mean? Fashion means make into a particular or required form. Any 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 movie lovers in the house? Anybody like a good movie? Anybody can just like curl up and watch just a good movie. Well, well Paul is talking to some Ephi, uh, some Christians that is in Ephesians, and and he wants to make sure that they stay on script. He wants to make sure that they don't go rogue. And and what he tells them, he says, "You cannot act like the Gentiles do." Now, it's important to note that the people who are in Ephesians, the Christians, are Gentiles. They're non-Jewish. But that's not how Paul is using the word Gentile. He's using it in reference to behavior. It's someone who do not know Christ. In other words, he's saying you cannot act like you don't know Christ. And he says, for that's not how I taught you about Christ. That's not what I taught you to do. He says, in other in other versions, he says, assuming you were taught about Christ, right? There's a Greek word called ishe. Ishe mean or eche means uh, it's like it's like a conditional statement. It means if if you heard about Christ, then you are to put off your old self that is corrupted by fleshly desires, and put on your new self that is righteous and made in God's likeness. And, and so and so Paul is simply saying to these Ephesian Christians that if you're going to represent Christ, watch this. Here's my first point that you have to wear the right stuff. You have to make sure that it is it's fitting and not all over the place. So if you go and represent Christ, he tells them that you have to wear the right stuff. And then in verse 25, he goes on. And he says, he says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, speak the truth to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must stop stealing. But do, but do work so doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those who are in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building someone up and gives grace to those who hear it. Paul says, same person, different character. Changes are required and necessary. Same person, different character. Told you, you guys like movies, right? Denzel, Denzel is a renowned actor, okay? But one thing you will not find Denzel doing is you won't see him taking lines from old movies and reciting them in the new. In other words, you won't find Denzel taking lines from Fences and using it in training day. You won't see him take lines from training day and using them for, for flight. You won't see him using lines for flight and using them in Man on Fire. You won't see him using Man on Fire and lines for John Q. 
and you won't see John Q lines in Remember the Titans. The reason why is because he understands that the writer and the production company has a certain message or, or portrayal that they want to give off to the audience, right? And the reason why some of us may be stuck in the same movie scene in life is we're trying to shoot the next scene of our life with old lines from our flesh. We're trying to watch this co-star and God's redemptive plan while reading old scripts from our flesh. However, whether we're in character or out of character can affect how people see God and what he wants them to know about his kingdom. What we wear as Christians matter. Because, here's why. Point three, heaven has a dress code. Heaven has a dress code. There is a parable you can Google it. You can research. There's a parable where Jesus is telling what the kingdom of heaven is like. And he's talking about how it's a grand banquet and how everybody's clothed in a white robe. But then he talks about this guy who tries to sneak in there with a dingy robe. And he says, uh-uh, 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 get him, get him, get him, get him out. And they take the guy and puts him out where there's a weeping and gnashing of teeth. The whole reason why God knew he didn't belong was because he was not dressed in the appropriate clothing. His dress was not up to par. There, there are, there are five-star restaurants. Anybody would like to eat at a five-star restaurant? Anybody? There are five-star restaurants that you can't get into if your clothes is not up to par. And so if somebody was to tell one of us that we're going to go to like a roof Chris, I guarantee we're going to shower, we're going to shave, we're going to have our own our Sunday's best, dress to impress, because we want to enjoy the luxury experience of eating at a five-star restaurant. However, we are seldomly willing to let God make vital adjustments so that we can have the privilege of enjoying eternal luxury in heaven. And so what we do is, rather than let God wash it, tailor it, or toss it, we just take it and put it in the back of our closet. Kind of like those pair of jeans we're trying to squeeze back into. That's just sitting in the back of the closet. So we just take it and put it in the back of, cl- back of the closet. And what happens is when somebody says something, does something, or a situation comes up, rather than function, from the new place 
who we used to be come out. Watch this. And causes us, point four, to have a character malfunction, a dress code malfunction. Yep. This is what happens when we don't take those things off the rack. Has anybody ever had like a, 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 a dress code malfunction, like a dress malfunction? Anybody? Like in public? I know I am not the only one. Y'all better be honest in here. There's a couple. I told these stories in first service. One time I was at Sigsby Park and my aunt lived at the other end of the street. My mom's good friend and my aunt Val. And I had some rumbling going on in the jungle. <laughs> and I darted to my aunt's house. I mean, I'm in full swing. But before I can make it up the steps, I malfunctioned my wardrobe. <laughs> so now I had to go in there and tell my mom that we had a 911 emergency and we needed to go home. So she, she took me home. But, but even more than that, I remember a character malfunction. I, I was at church with my grandmother. And by the way, both of these are around the ages of 10 to 11. I was at church with my grandmother, maybe nine. And uh, there was, it was around Easter, and they had Easter dinner in the in the in the lower level of the church for everybody and so my grandmother good friend who attended this particular church had her grandson with her and so they made sure we introduced ourselves to each other and so we knew each other right and i mean this kid was all over the place he was running around and just flipping off stuff and so i went inside at the table right and he came over to me he found me hugged me I'm like, okay, great, yeah, yeah. Then he hugged me again. I said, all right, great, yeah, yeah. And then he hugged me again. And after about the 20th hug, I just bit him right on the shoulder. <laughs> and he yelped and he hollered. And he ran to his grandmother. And I tried to run for the bathroom. <laughs> and he, be he, be he, he began to tell his grandmother and my grandmother, what happened? And my grandmother called me over. She says, did you bite him? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, why did you bite him? I said, because he kept hugging me. And she popped me, and I went to crying. But the reason she popped me was because my character didn't reflect what I was taught at home. And because I didn't reflect the character I was taught at home, I had a character malfunction, I had a wardrobe malfunction that grieved her and embarrassed her. And so when we don't function from what the scriptures tell us how we're supposed to behave as Christians, we watch this grieve the Holy Spirit. That can mean make him sad. That can mean make him angry. That can mean make him shame. He's not happy 
with our conduct. But here is the thing. Wardrobe malfunctions are are, are avoidable. Paul says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away malice. Put away anger. Put away shouting. Put away quarreling. And put on compassion, kindness, forgiveness. Wardrobe malfunctions are avoidable if we would wear clothes that fit. Not who we used to be, but who Christ is calling us to be as Christians. So I think the question becomes is your wardrobe fit for a heavenly place or do you need Jesus the Savior to come in and make some vital adjustments you see the only difference between the saint who gave his life to Christ and somebody who has not yet gave their life to Christ is that the Christian takes his stuff to Christ and gives him his life. And Christ either washes it, tailors it, or gets rid of it. It, it, it doesn't take much. There may be somebody here who don't know Christ. And I'm telling you, he wants to come and live in you. He doesn't need help. He just needs an invitation. And watch him wash it, tailor it, or toss it, and watch you become more like Christ daily is there one is there somebody who says you know what I don't know Jesus Christ and a part of my sins and there are some things I need him to wash tailor or toss there may be a Christian here that says you know what I've been having a rough week and I know there are some things that I need him to wash tailor or toss. We all are in those phases. We're either getting washed, we're either getting tailored, or he's tossing some things out of our life that's helping us become better. Is there one? If you don't want to raise your hand now, find Pastor Christy, find Pastor Adam, find myself, find Pastor Phil. We'll walk you through the process. Simple. But what you don't want to do is leave here and not give Jesus the opportunity to wash, tailor, or toss it. God bless you.